You're listening to the Hanging with the AD podcast, where we break down hot topics in athletic administration and lessons learned through leadership. Now, here are your hosts, Josh Matthews and Don Baker. Welcome to another special edition of the Hanging with the AD podcast. Today, we sit down with Lannis Robinson. Lannis is the 2020 NIAAA president, as well as serving as an at-large member of the NIAAA Board of Directors out of Region A. Lannis, thanks for joining us today. Thanks for having me. Yeah, so Lannis, before we jump into talking about the NIAAA, I'd like to quote something I've heard you say on a number of occasions. That quote is, inspect what you expect. Uh, you know, great motto to live by, a great quote to have. So when 2020 started, you're serving in your role as director of athletics for the Hillsborough School District in Tampa, Florida there, as well as serving as the NIAAA president. Now we're almost October on the calendar and you're entering the last quarter of this busy year. Describe your thoughts as you inspect what you expected from the year 2020. <laughs> wow. Um, this is like any other, unlike any other year. Just the the amount of change and ups and downs and and I didn't expect any of the the last six months, obviously. Uh, but then that that has a ripple effect, uh, both on the professional level as well as a personal level. Um, dealing with what everyone's been dealing with with the pandemic and and the spread of COVID nineteen has been unexpected. Trying to uh, to use that, just get back to your, your exact question, inspect. Uh, it's really hard to inspect the unexpected, though. And and really, uh, we have been creating a lot of new norms uh, as well as just um, trying to get through. Uh, that, that's really where I see the where the expectations are. Um, I've, I've dealt with a lot of questions as to why we're doing certain things and, and, and literally I have to come back to the foundation of, of why we're doing what we're doing. And that's trying to have as much as we possibly can under the current circumstances. So the expectations are not really able to be inspected because we're creating them as we go. <laughs> Good point. Yeah, I know in our world of athletic leadership, we're always trying to plan. So mm-hmm. just trying to get through is not something that is normal to us. And mm-hmm. I imagine at the district level that's uh, and the national level that you served at this year, that's been quite a change just trying to get through. Yeah, it's, it's, it's been definitely a challenge. Um, but always have to come back to that fundamental principle. Let's do as much as we can under the circumstances. Let's not use the circumstances to stop us from trying to get things accomplished. That's great. Now, Lennis, according to John Gordon in his book, The Power of Positive Leadership, which in my opinion is a must read for any leader, mm-hmm. when speaking about culture within an organization, he states that it starts with two questions. What do we stand for and what do we want to be known for? Mm-hmm. How would you answer those questions when speaking about the NIAAA? Well, what do we stand for? Uh, we stand for as, as the professional the professional development, outreach, networking, uh, just the group that stands for professionalism in the, in the world of athletic administration and all of the different components that can fall under that idea of professionalism. I think that's, that's what we stand for. And then the things we hope to get accomplished, we want to make ADs better every day. And that is the ultimate goal. And we got and and from the conference, which I know we'll have some further discussion about, to our leadership training courses, all of our different uh, 
presentations and networking opportunities that, that come about during the year as well as in the conference. Uh, the idea is to make athletic administrators better, help them grow professionally. Also, there's a component of grow personally as well. So there is definitely the ability or not the ability, the desire to make a difference. And and that's why the NIAAA is so important uh, to me as an individual, but I think also as to as an organization to those that serve roles like mine and, and other athletic administrators. And just to piggyback on that, I, just from a personal standpoint, whenever Josh and I started this thing and we started to reach out to ADs and, and, and kind of looking at the NIAAA and using that as kind of a framework to find people and guests and the willingness of others to help, uh, I think, is uh, a very common theme across all of the NIAAA. Um, you know, no matter who it is, no matter where they have been, if we have reached out to them, they've said absolutely because they know this whole thing is about making the profession better. You know. Right. When, when we've gone through the process of uh, being accredited uh, as an organization, uh, that's always the feedback that comes back, that, that, that the organization gets back is that, that this idea of this volunteer army mm. that are trying to be servant leaders, that's the underlying theme. And, and that's why, uh, you know, it, it's whatever I can do to help promote the organization and help it grow. Now, let's talk about decision-making for a moment. Uh, one thing I can sympathize with you on is making decisions during this time of COVID-19 as a district-level athletic director. Mm-hmm. I've heard uh, Lisa Langston, also of the NIAAA, say that a single school system making decisions is like a speedboat. Things can happen very fast. They can turn on a dime. Whereas districts like mine with 16 high schools, and I can't even imagine ones like yours with close to 30, are more like an aircraft carrier. Uh, you know, when we pivot, you know, it may take a little bit longer just due to all of the moving parts that are involved. Can you talk a little bit about the process that you have employed to make major decisions during this pandemic and then to kind of build on that? How do you then take your process to the national level to help make changes like more online professional learning uh, and then making the crucial decision to hold a virtual conference? So, you know, the my district uh, obviously is my that's my job, right? So uh, I have to make those make difficult decisions, and those decisions aren't aren't they're not made a, about isolated incidents. It's a it's really more about uh, the summation of the whole. And so, difficult those difficult decisions have to be have to come from the mindset of what is best for the supermajority. There. We're, there's not a decision that I make that everyone will be on board with. I, you have to accept that as in when you're in this position like this. And, and that's okay. And, and have thick skin and understand that you're doing things with the, the, the group at mind. And the group for me is 28 high schools. The group for you is 16 high schools. But then the group for a person that is at a, just at a, at a school there, that's about their group, right? So you have to make the decision based on your group. When you get into a large scale like this, uh, there are a lot of different angles that you have to consider. But ultimately, you have to come back to what are you, what are you hoping to accomplish? And the, the ultimate goal is for us to have the, the highest quality athletic program that we can possibly have under all of the circumstances. COVID has thrown a monkey wrench into that, as, as you might imagine. It, it has made, made us think outside the box, but also it's also provided an opportunity for us to grow in our ways of work. You know, many of us have worked from home. 
Well, that was a, a unusual concept. Well, the reality is we still got a lot of work done. And and I've also I've said a few times on during this time period that we um the this this concept of working in a building is probably for two reasons. Tradition, because we've always done it that way, and trust, we are not sure everyone's gonna do their work. Well, what is this shown? The shown is that actually we can still produce a lot of work and not necessarily have to be sitting in a particular space. Well, how do you take that from the district level and apply it to the to the uh, national level with the NIAAA? Well, that, that is where having to think on a larger scale, I think is beneficial for me because I don't think as about an individual circumstance, right? Like you can't take care of an individual over the group. Well, that's a common thought process I have to have. So that I think that helps me. But like you said, a district my size is, is really large. We have over 200,000 students in my in our, our school district. But at the same time, with the with the the NIAAA and the and the membership there, it is a situation where we have to, you know, think about the whole group and not everyone's at the same state. We have newer athletic administrators, um, experienced athletic uh, administrators, and then really experienced athletic administrators. And, and how do you juggle that and, and do what's best for all? Well, we, we that's where those decisions to try to have variety of, of points of entry, so to speak, with regard to any events we have and the courses we have. There are some that are more complex and, and, and dive deeper into uh, different issues or, or, or circumstances. And then there are some that are just introductory with, with regard to, hey, this is how you get started. So you have to be able to have the full spectrum offered. And so I think that ultimately is, is how my district, being in my district and a larger district, helps me with the NIAAA, taking that broader sense and being able to offer as, as much as possible with variety, but also getting to the core value that you're trying to get accomplished. Mm-hmm. And when you guys started to look to make that decision, you know, can we have this thing in your backyard, uh, you know, in Tampa versus a, a virtual conference? Obviously, that's a huge decision. There's a lot that went into that. Uh, could you speak to that for just a little bit? Yeah, so I had a dual role, right? Like I'm on the I'm on the NIAAA board. I'm the president this year. And oh, by the way, the conference is going to be held about a mile from my office. Right. So, uh, so that meant that I was going to have a role as as part of the host committee, uh, probably a large role as a part of the host committee. Uh, so I was trying to I was going to have to juggle a, a couple different things. But as we moved into towards the conference. And right now, with with our current state of um, social distancing and and some of the other guidelines that are in place and capacity issues, uh, particularly at the convention center and the hotel, it it just wasn't feasible to to make it work. That's a difficult decision, but it's the right decision because it it's about it's about safety and and then. The reality is there's also this, there's an economic impact. It costs money to put on a conference. And, and the reality is we had to look at it and, and, and see if, if those two things, you know, you kind of have to judge what's the ROI, the return on investment. And, and uh, it was a difficult decision. It's the right decision. And then the reality is how many people were going to actually be able to come. Uh-huh. Uh, travel was restricted still. Not effort, you know, there's just not as much travel opportunity with regard to flights availability and stuff like that. But then there's also the idea of will schools and school districts allow the, our members to actually come. Right. Um, so, you know, I'll put all those things together and, and just the right 
and the sound decision was to go virtual, unfortunately, for us here in Tampa. But we look forward to, you know, maybe having a conference here in the future. And and we, and and the reality is, with with regard to COVID, we have to understand. We all have had to accept. We have to do things a little differently, right? And we have to consider things that we didn't think we would ever have to consider. But but that's where we are. And so, though we want to have the conference here in Tampa, it's just it's not doable at this time not to be able to allow for planning uh, for, you know, all the different members that are, that will be coming and, and, you know, presenters and like just a lot of moving parts Uh, as, as athletic administrators know, we have to learn how to, to move quick. There just were too many moving parts to be able to put on the high quality conference Mm -hmm. that we, that we've had and will continue to have. Lannis, uh, just to kind of put a bow on that decision-making, I've heard it said that anything worthwhile doesn't come easy. Mm-hmm. Do you find satisfaction making these difficult decisions, even though there's probably a lot of consternation, a lot of, like you said, nobody wanted to not have a conference and, and do it virtually, especially the folks in Tampa like yourself. It, it's not what you wanted. You made a decision that you didn't want to make. But do you find satisfaction at the end of the day because – it was a tough decision. You uh, went through the process and, and came to the right decision, as you just said. Yeah, I, I think that's the important thing. I can sleep well at night because I know that I make decisions based on what's best for that situation. Um, that's good. There, personally, I would love to have the conference in Tampa. I don't want to cancel it. But professionally, I know that that's the right that's the right call at this time. If it were three months, six months later, maybe we would talk, be talking something different. But for December of 2020, it was the right call. And and I think you also, in, in this role as an athletic administrator, you have to make sound decisions, but you also have to have confidence in your decision. And once you make that decision, if you've been thorough in your process of and, and vetted it well, you can be confident in your decision. And, and I'm confident in that the decision that ultimately the NIAAA and the, and the National Federation of High School made, I'm, I'm confident that it was the right decision. Absolutely. Let's talk a little bit more about that conference. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is my ninth year in the athletic administration. So eight conferences or eight years so far. I've been to seven conferences and okay. it's the highlight of my year. You said earlier that there's actually some growth personally in that. And I think the way the conference is set up to allow a little vacation time is what I call it. Uh, You know, my wife always goes and it's a good time to have some personal time right in the middle of that year. But this year, y'all, you you did say the NIAAA has gone virtual. And there's a good little video on the website there that previews the conference. But what can you tell us uh, a little bit more about the format, the speakers, exhibitors, professional learning that will happen? Anything else related to this conference that will be held virtually now, December the 7th through the 14th of this year? Yeah, so the the final schedule is not is not finalized. And and primarily the, the challenge there is having to switch from the in-person to the virtual. So having to get a platform that can handle it and working through some of the, the kinks, right? Like uh, part of the conference is voting. Well, we still have to figure out how we're going to do that, right? Like that, that, you know, those are just logistical things that have to be worked out. What I can tell you uh, is that the, the LTI courses will still be offered. The, the keynote speakers will be uh, also be presented. The networking opportunities will be 
different but offered in the in the you know a, a different format and the section meetings will be held. like all of the the meat and potatoes of the conference will happen there's we're not cutting anything out we're just modifying and i think that's the ultimate big thing to communicate right now since i can't necessarily talk about the schedule there are some tentative things there you can feel free to talk about the schedule we won't stop you <laughs> i know there's some just tentative things that I, that I can't really talk yes, about sir. because it, it's moving I've right. seen different versions. And so literally me saying something to you right now would be premature simply because it may change. And the worst thing you can do is put something out, then it changes. And yes, then you have, you have, you have um, misinformation out there. So right. it's not that I'm, I don't want to share with you. It's just, it hasn't been finalized. I do believe that the LTI courses are, it's pretty concrete that the LTI courses will essentially be prior to uh, most of the conference. That is the one part that I can I can almost say with certainty, just because we have to line up instructors and those types of things, make sure schedules are available. And and but typically what's gonna look it's gonna it's gonna be won't be a full day like eight to five just because we have members that are on the West Coast and Hawaii. And so there's, we have to balance the scheduling of that. Like what time do we start? What time do we end? Because you start at 9 a.m., that's 6 a.m. Uh, on West Coast. And I don't know what time that is in Honolulu. <laughs> right? Like, yeah, right. Yeah. Earlier. So yeah. Four three, some, you yeah. know, some, something ridiculously early in the morning. So can't necessarily do that. But then you don't want to start at two and run till nine on the East Coast. So there's a there's a little bit of a, a you know, that has to be worked out. Those things, like I said, are being finalized. I know that the ultimate goal is to try to have it out here in the next couple of weeks. And I feel confident that they'll be able to do that. I'm sorry I can't share more than that. That's but, okay. That's but fine. I kind of I kind of gave you a little bit. But really, um, until it's finalized, it's, I mean, I, I would – surely be guessing anyway. Right. Well, there's, there's obviously a lot of moving parts, and we were just kidding. We don't try to pry and pull there too much. But uh, to, I, to your point, I, would care. I, I appreciate did. it. <laughs> but to your point, I mean, I've been in LTI classes with folks in England, South mm-hmm. Africa, all over the Japan, all over the world. So, I mean, juggling that, um, not having them on one site has got to be quite a task. Right. But, um, what would you advise? Because I've already started thinking about this for myself. I don't necessarily think I want to do this. And now that you talk about the schedule a little bit more, that uh, that, that just gets my head spinning a little bit. Uh, but I may not – I may take a couple of days off from school to not be sitting in my office because I don't want to get interrupted. When I am on site, let's say in D.C. or Tampa or wherever it is, you, you're, you're off your campus, so you are dialed in. Mm-hmm. What would you advise – folks uh, when they're planning for this? Is it something that you think you can do from campus? Or, you know, I'm thinking about, hey, do I take a couple days vacation like I would anyway to get away? You know, that's going to be up to the individual. I can tell you that I will not be able to stay in my office and successfully attend the conference, but that's my scenario. Everyone has to kind of look at their scenario and and make that, that judgment. I can tell you the content will be worth the effort to be involved though, simply because the content is unchanged. And and we've always said, every I've always heard, if we get the person here, it's worth their time, energy, and effort. Amen. And, and I think and I think that will 
Not I think. I know that will be the case because the content is unchanged. It's just a different format. So the presentation may be different, but the actual material content will be the same. Same presenters, same sessions, same courses, right? Like it's just the presentation, the, mo- the model of presentation will be different. And you get a couple of big time speakers lined up, I believe as well, right? Yes, sir. Now, Lannis, I've got a fairly loaded question as we leave today, but I would like your thoughts on why it's so important for athletic leaders to be a part of organizations such as the NIAAA, as well as their state associations. So, uh, you know, you don't get, you have, it's all about value and, and, and what value do you get? What I, but what value do you show about your professionalism back in your building. That's where the state associations and the national association becomes invaluable to an athletic administrator because the involvement there only enhances the athletic administrator's value back in their building, wherever that building is. I can tell you, I got this job as the county athletic director partly because of my involvement at the, with the state association. The other candidates for my job didn't have that. Mm-hmm. They couldn't speak to that. They didn't have that on their resume. So it, it, you know, you may not realize at the time that it's going to help you in the future, but it's only making your resume that more impressive. And then besides that, I, I take things every year and I come back and I push my district further because of things that I've learned and taken away from the conference. And you said, uh, I think you said, Josh, you've been to nine. I think I've been to 20 at this point. And I've taken 40, roughly 40 LTI courses, right? It's it's about being, and and I, so just, and I I have to throw this in one time, you've probably seen me say this or heard me say this somewhere, uh, as a, as a personal goal, as a, as a stated theme for the board, it's be better. And, and I think, really, that's what the conference summarizes for me. It's, mm-hmm. it's a way to be better tomorrow than I am today. And if you live by that, a theme such as that, I think you're driven um, for success, you know, as, as every day goes by. That's great. Lennis, thank you so much for the pleasure of your time today. And thank you for what you've done and continue to do for the profession of athletic leadership. Thanks for hanging out with us today. No, thanks for having me. It's good hanging out. <laughs> Enjoyed it. Thank you. All right, y'all. Have a great day. It was a pleasure spending time today with Hillsborough School District Director of Athletics, Mr. Lannis Robinson. Thank you, Lannis, for encouraging us to do the best we can under the circumstances we have been presented. Speaking of circumstances, we look forward to a new format for the National AD Conference that Mr. Robison and the good folks at the NIAAA have worked so hard to create. As he said, they are working to do what is best for this particular situation, and they are going to ensure this year's conference, albeit virtual, will deliver value to each participant in his or her role in athletics. We look forward to taking a few days in December to experience this unique professional development opportunity through the virtual National AD Conference. For more information, continue to check the NIAAA website or adconference.org.
Well, thank you again for listening to the Hanging with the AD podcast. And thank you to Coach Hall 48 for the kind review. It stated, great interviews. Really enjoy the podcast. Coach Hall 48, hope you and all the listeners enjoyed today's conversation with Mr. Lannis Robison. If you did, we would love for you to leave us a review or connect with us on Twitter or Instagram at Hanging with the AD. And as always, thank you for spending your time hanging with the AD. Thank you.